Welcome back, guys. I am so glad to be back with you today. We are actually going to be diving into habit number two. And if you missed last episodes, which is habit number one from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, please go back and listen to it. It is episode 16, the very last one that I did before this one. You are going to love it and gain so much value from it. This book is phenomenal. So today I'm going to be diving into habit two from the book and it is all about our mind beginning and changing our mind and it is going to give you a perspective that maybe you had never thought of before. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So get ready. Let's dig in. Hey friends, and welcome to Transform Empowered Mindset. I truly understand what it feels like to find worthiness, purpose, set boundaries, and feel validated as a stay-at-home mom. So if you're ready to find strength through faith to overcome negative thoughts, set goals and boundaries, transform your mindset, and be encouraged, then my friend, you're in the right place. Let's show up with the magic that we've been given by our creator. So go ahead, reheat that coffee or pop that kombucha and let's dig in. All right, so habit number one was be proactive. So today we're going to be digging into habit number two, which is begin with the end in mind. Okay, so that just brings me back to a time where I remember being in college and I had a certain professor that when we, it was time to take a test, we would have to test on like three chapters at one time. And that was very challenging for me. So, I mean, I did the best that I could. I just kept getting C's. I'm like, man, I'm studying all night. I'm studying so hard. I just wish that I knew exactly what to be studying because I just feel like I'm not studying the right stuff. And, and it was more than me. Like we would ask him like, can we do a chapter at a time instead of three chapters? But nope, that was just the way he did things. So after maybe like almost halfway through the semester, I was like, you know what, guys, we need to to come up with some sort of solution to where he can see our point of view. And it was a team effort. So we actually presented like, how about we help create like a reference guide or something something that we can follow so that we are studying the right things because it is three chapters and that is, you know, kind of a lot. So finally, we were able to persuade and we got our reference guide before every test. Thank the Lord. And so from that, I had so much more confidence, knew what I was studying, and I did perform better. So the reference guide works. So in that same way, what if we had a reference guide to help us walk through life? We had this guide and we used it to get us from A to Z. So that is what I'm going to be digging in with habit number two. So beginning with the end in mind means using an image or paradigm of our character at the end of our life and using that as a frame of reference. Okay, so just simply put having that reference guide before us to help guide us through life, to help guide our decision-making. And each part of our lives should be examined in the context of the whole life, the long-term and the short-term. 
So to begin with the end in mind requires a, us to have a clear vision of our destination, knowing where we are headed, where we want to go. And it is so like, I'm so guilty of this. It is so easy to be busy without being effective, especially sometimes as a stay at home mom, it is so easy to be so caught up and so busy with all the things, but not be effective in the areas that I need to be effective in. For the longest time, I didn't have a clear direction, a clear vision of where I wanted to go and just kind of walking through this season of life and whatever happens, happens and not really having that clear vision and having the end in mind. So in the book, when it talks about beginning with the end in mind, it is pretty much based on principles that all things are created twice, which is really neat to think about. So there's a first creation and a physical or second creation. And what that simply means is we get to create our own script or reactively, we can live by the script that other people creates for us. For instance, like someone telling you that you should become this or you should do that or you should raise your kids this way, or you should be living in this house. You should be doing all these things. And sometimes when we don't have a clear vision of what we want, where we're headed, the way in which we want to raise our children or whatever, we do get caught up in like, oh yeah, you might be right. And so we try that and that doesn't work. Then we try something else. We don't have a clear vision or picture of really what what we truly want. And that's what this is talking about. So a particular effective way to get into the habit of being with the end in mind is to write a personal mission statement. There is no right or wrong way to write your personal mission statement. It basically contains what your values are, what you stand for, your philosophy, your creed. And for me, I'm still working on my personal mission statement, honestly. I started it. And I keep going back and tweaking it, but that's all part of it. You know, it could take a couple days, a week, or even longer. So there's no right or wrong time, but it is something you should definitely start, at least start it, starting with your values. So a personal mission statement is a personal constitution. It becomes the basis by which you make decisions on a day-to-day basis, like looking at your mission statement. When it comes to making decisions, for instance, like with a new job. Okay, so if your job have you has you traveling a week at a time and then you're home for two weeks and you have to go back out for a week and it's gonna be great money, so you're like, Oh, I could do that, like that would be awesome. I could get, you know, childcare to help me do this and my spouse to do that and it'll all work out. But is that how you want to raise your kids, steward your household? A personal mission statement would be awesome to reflect on and go to and say, does this make sense for our family? When I've always said, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be to help them with their homework. I don't want them to have to stay in after child care or I don't want to spend nights away from my spouse. Like what is a value to you? And only you can make that choice and decision. That's just an example. And it's good to do. So we don't like live in regret. We don't Say, for instance, you took the position and then years down the road, things in your household is not the way you want it to be. And you're like, man, I really wish I never would have took this position because this, that and the other has happened because of it. And that could have been avoidable if I had stayed in a local position where I didn't have to travel. So we just, you know, it's something to just be mindful of. And a mission statement definitely helps guide us. 
So the idea is to center our lives on correct principles that we have built into our lives, things that we believe that are of value to and for us that we stand by. So correct principles, there's something that it they do not change and they do not react to anything. They do not require recognition or approval from others. So a mission statement is something that you, you really can't write it overnight, okay? Because it's going to take you some time to really think about what your values are. It takes careful thought and many hours of just really reflecting to produce. It will definitely need to be reviewed as life change and critiqued regularly. And guys, so taking personal leadership, taking responsibility for your life and the direction it's going, all that is not just a single experience after you write a mission statement, everything's going to be perfect. No, but it is a beginning. It's a start to creating a clear vision of where you see yourself and where you want to go. It is an ongoing process and a way to keep our vision and values before us and that way aligning it with our lives consistently on principles that we strongly agree with. I am really big on affirmations. I love affirmations. I have a couple that I use for my daughter to just recite to herself daily along with scriptures, but it's just a fun way to mix it up. But good affirmations are personal and they're positive and sometimes they can be emotional and we, or we can visualize them. So it's funny, but research has shown that world-class athletes and performers, they are visualizers, meaning before the track meet, before the swim competition or the football game, like they visualize themselves winning those games. Like they can see it, they feel it, and they experience it. They have a personal victory on the inside of themselves before they even get out there to the game. And that's why they play with so much heart. Now, they don't always win, but still going in with that type of attitude, you are definitely on the right track to winning. And that is something that we ourselves can do using affirmations based on our personal mission statement. So definitely give it a try. I encourage you guys to start your personal mission statement. I would love to hear it. You could totally shoot me an email if you want to. I love to hear it. So I want to leave you guys with three key thoughts. The first is from William George Jordan. It reads, into the hands of every individual is given a marvelous power for good or evil. The silent, unconscious, unseen influence of his life. This is simply the constant radiation of what man really is, not what he pretends to be. That was good. The second is from Albert Einstein. I'm sure we all have heard of him. It reads, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Y'all, that one really meant a lot to me. I was like, wow, okay, got to level up with my thinking. And lastly, by David Starr Jordan, it says, there is no real excellence in all this world which cannot be separated from right living. Good stuff. All right. So I have only touched like the surface of what habit two can do and how it can change your life when you begin with the end in mind. So I will have a special gift for you guys regarding the book really, really soon. So definitely keep listening. 
Next week, I'm going to be speaking on habit number three, and there's seven habits. Next week is habit number three, and if you have been struggling with time management, you definitely want to hear this one. I know you guys are going to find value in it. Thanks for listening, and I will see you back real soon. Real quick, before you go, if you would like to become an insider of the show, which means knowing when new episodes are being produced and being the first to snag your free gift, then please click the link in the show notes that says sign up to become an insider of the show and you'll be added to the list. Thanks so much and I'll see you guys next week. Hey mamas, if this episode has encouraged, motivated, or inspired you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at transformedempoweredmindset at gmail.com. Remember to click five stars and leave a review. Please and thank you. Bye.